0: So, hey everybody, this is Tiffany, and we are welcomed, um, sorry, joined by Brandon Land, and he is from Arizona, and I've been friends with him on Facebook for a while, and I'm really excited to share a story with everybody, so hey Brandon, welcome, how are you?
1: Hello, I'm doing pretty good, how are you?
0: Doing okay, and I I, I know only a little bit about you, so I want to start from the beginning if that's okay about how yeah. you were about how you were injured and your level of injury and that kind of thing. I know you're in Arizona, right?
1: Yeah, that's correct. In Tucson. We're
0: in Tucson? Are you born and raised yeah. there? Yeah, I was born and raised. Born and raised. Cool. I've heard Arizona uh is pretty uh interesting state. Do you, are the people there pretty friendly overall?
1: Um overall, yeah, they're pretty friendly.
0: I know David Spade the comedian is from uh Phoenix and he was Oh, really? Yeah, on his show lately, he was talking about how people in high schools in Arizona are really there's a lot of hazing going on in the high schools there. And I was like, what the oh. heck? I was like, I don't know about the people down there in Arizona, but I, I I I know a lot of people in Minnesota go down there to enjoy your warm weather. So I bet it's pretty great now that you're paralyzed, huh?
1: Yeah, I couldn't deal with the cold being paralyzed.
0: So, yeah. well, how long have you been injured?
1: Um, so I got injured of. March 5th last year.
0: Oh my gosh. So you're super newly injured. Sorry. Wow. Wow. Okay. So that's, that's hard when you're newly injured going through it. Okay. So you want to share about how you were injured?
1: Sure. Um, I was on my way to work about seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Um, I was riding my motorcycle. Okay. And, um, a deer jumped out in front of me And I thought I had enough room to swerve and get out of its way. But I ended up clipping a mile marker sign.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: And the crazy thing about it is is that what got me is my backpack got caught on it. Okay. And I had my laptop for work and stuff. And it was a pretty heavy-duty backpack. So what it did is it twisted me off the motorcycle. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So, yeah, that ended up breaking eight ribs and...
0: Wow. Puncturing along. Did you think and, you were
1: uh, going to die? Um, I was passed out for I don't know how long, but I remember waking up and just hearing cars driving by because I was kind of off and kind of like a ditch to where nobody could see where I was. Okay. So I kind of, I knew, I just knew something was definitely wrong because I tried to get up and I couldn't get up. And the wow. The pain was just ridiculous, and okay, so I kind of had to drag myself a little bit, and then I finally waved down somebody to stop.
0: oh wow, no one no yeah. one saw you at first. whoa yeah,
1: no, no one saw me. Oh my
0: God, wow, so how long were you there for?
1: Um, I want to say about forty minutes because it was kind of out in the middle of nowhere, okay, so by the time the ambulance got there, and then we got the chopper. It, it took a little while for me to finally get um, to the hospital. And I was conscious through it all, except as soon as I helicopter up the ground, I just passed out from the pain.
0: Man, for a lot of people, I've interviewed a lot of people that have been injured, and a lot of people know right away that they're paralyzed. But did you understand what, a spinal, what your injury was all about, or what your doctors have to explain it to you?
1: No, I had, I had no idea. I just remember in the ambulance, they were like poking at my feet and asking if I could feel it. And I said, no, but I just thought because I was in so much pain, I wasn't able to feel right.
0: Right. You know,
1: it never crossed my mind that I was going to be paralyzed
0: ever. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, what's your level of injury? Um, I'm a T12 complete. So, and did you do your rehab at a hospital down there in Arizona or were you able to go somewhere else?
1: In in Tucson, I was um, four months at
0: health South. Oh hell, south. Oh, okay, cool. So you know the paraplegic rehab is always so quick. I know they send you home so fast. So, um, but if you've been injured for such a short amount of time. So for you, your whole life is just flipped upside down. In a matter of twelve months. So this is why okay. I'm glad you're joining us because I know that you have some. This topic we're talking about today is goal setting for the new year in 2020 and how people can, you know meet their kind of meet their goals post-injury and I think a lot of people have problems and struggles with that and you're into it new for a lot of people though they just have these goals they want to set and they never meet them and years go by and I think for you I know you've been injured for such a short amount of time and you've managed to do some pretty cool stuff so let's just go I have some questions and I was gonna gonna go from there if you don't mind so I know uh-huh. when you're um how, where were you at in your life at the time of your injury like your marriage and job that that kind of situation you were married right Um, yeah
1: I was married I had four boys okay um and I was working two full-time jobs at the time
0: wow two full-time jobs so you're how old
1: um I'm 30
0: you're 30 you're so young okay Wow. okay cool so you're married two full-time jobs and and that was just crazy so what kind of job were you working in
1: Um, so during the day I worked at, um, Golden Ranch Fire as a mechanic working on fire trucks. Okay. Um, and that was always my dream job. Yeah. And, uh, I loved, I really loved working there. Yeah. Um, and then I was at another place. Um, I was a supervisor working, um, at like a garbage company, one of the main garbage companies. Um, Also at night. So from Golden Ranch, I would go straight to my other job, and work probably about till one o'clock or two o'clock in the morning.
0: Oh my God!
1: Get home, get some sleep, and then wake back up and go back to work at seven.
0: That's that's super busy, and so I know you know after your injury you did end up getting divorced and you lost your job but when did these occur and you know when exactly did they all happen was it rather quickly after your injury and just the timeline
1: yeah so um after i got a rehab i think i was at home probably for about a month Mm -hmm. and um i just i could i was just getting stir crazy and and being at home in a place that you, you know, watching people help you and do stuff that you used to be able to do was just driving me nuts.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Um, Like that was a, like, and they don't really, when you're in rehab, they don't prepare you. What's going to happen when you get home? Like, no, they don't. Like, you know, in rehab you're on a schedule and people are coming to see you and you're in your, you're getting better and then you get sent home and it's just like a total mm-hmm.
0: it's it's horrible yeah they don't m- many people have talked about this this is something i agree they need to change it's terrible that yeah they don't. it's
1: like it's an eye-opener for sure
0: yeah you go home and you're like now what this is like i'm in a wheelchair yeah. how do i join society as this person and i think that's the thing that people have to struggle with really for it takes years for many people um uh, Yeah. So, okay. So you got back home and then you were kind of observing everything. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then, um, so I got, so Golden Ranch Fire was, I mean, they were more than they did so much for me. I mean, they, um, even came to my house and helped me get my house, um, handicap accessible. They did fundraisers. I mean, they were they were amazing.
0: That's nice.
1: Wow. Yeah. And they offered me a position there and I just couldn't, I didn't want to be, I don't know, special, I guess. I didn't want them to have to open up a special position for me to do something there. Right. Because they did so much and I would feel horrible. Yeah. And, um, so the other place, the um garbage truck company I was working for a supervisor, um, I didn't I mean, the only thing that would really change is just sitting in a wheelchair than in an office chair, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I decided to go back there, you know, as time being and, and see how how I could work in a wheelchair.
0: Yeah. How did it go? How did it go? Um, it
1: went okay. Um. It was good to to get back into work and feeling, like um, like a person again. I would hate to say that, but that's what yeah. it felt like. Like,
0: well, you want to be a give like a working citizen, and you
1: know. Yeah. Exactly. Can, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah. So I mean, it it went okay, but I mean, I was just going through so much at the time. Yeah. Of of learning, and then you know, I had a, and I still do a a bad pressure sore on my tailbone oh gosh those oh, so was the worst yeah the worst. so I was dealing with that oh, and then I'm sorry yeah you know, being depressed and and um and back in March of this year I was thrown in the hospital for four weeks for um septus
0: oh and no kidney failure oh. yeah oh. wow so that's scary well I'm glad you're better that's could be yeah listen that can kill people so I'm glad that you're better because I know it sucks being a complete t12 but you know how people always say better quadriplegics they would love to be a paraplegic I'm sure you've heard this before from other people yeah And no, it's not easy. So I'm glad that you're talking to me. Thank you for sharing your yeah. story today. Um, so, okay, so let's go on to the next question. I know you talked about your job and going back to work, but you lost your job, right? So how did that happen? It seemed like you tried to go back to your job or...
1: Yeah, so it kind of happened kind of fast. I So around March, the same time, I got a broken screw in my hardware. Oh, no. Because um, I got the, like, the two... Rods going up my spine. They're like a foot long.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh God. With a bunch of screws, and I got a broken screw, so then it's like um, causing more back pain and problems. <sighs> oh no. Yeah. So I, I let my boss kind of know. I said, Hey, listen, I got a broken screw. Um, I don't know when I'm gonna have to go in. They said I'm only gonna be out for three weeks. Right. But I just want to let you know, you know, in the near future, sometime I'm gonna I'm gonna have to be out for three weeks. So, after I get out of the hospital in March, about four months later, I get bit by a brown recluse on my leg. Oh, my God. And I had to go on for emergency surgery for them to remove all the dead tissue, and I was out um, on medical leave for three days. Oh,
0: my
1: God. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. And I, I got like a, a call saying, you know, from my boss saying, Hey, you're on an investigation. Um, and yeah, we had, um I'm not going to really get into too big of details, yes. but we had a discussion yeah. and I recorded it and it was just, you know, you have so many health issues going on. oh no, uh, You know, you need to, you know, we're going to allow you to resign. So then when your health issues get better, you could always come back.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So, so what did you, what was, what was, uh, sorry, what was your response to that?
1: Um, I just said, you know, okay. You know, cause I had, I had a lot of pride and I didn't want to get, get fired. So I, mm-hmm. I said, okay, I'll resign. Mm-hmm. And then like, I started thinking about it. I'm like, this doesn't seem right. So then, I got legal advice and I'm currently fighting with that right now.
0: All right. Well, you know, that's great. I think a lot of people need to know that you can find a lawyer that can help you out. Was it easy to find a lawyer or did you, or did you have to search? Um,
1: no, it was very easy because okay, it's good. such a big company Okay. and that I had all the proof they were willing to, to help me um, pretty easily.
0: All right. Well, you know, I hope, you can get somewhere with that. I don't. you don't want to go into details yeah. right now, but that's okay. So that sucks because I know when a lot of people have been injured, they've had really great employers that work with them and, you know, want them to still be on. And so with the, this employer, it seemed like they wanted you to basically be hundred percent healthy and not have any. Exactly. Anything yeah. Else. Yeah, that's And how about your other job? Was that job still cool and kept you going or did you not return to that one?
1: I didn't, I didn't return to that job because I just didn't, I didn't want to get special treatment of a special position for them to open up. I see that with the mechanic. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, I would go in and, and visit and it was just hard enough just to see, you know, the stuff that I used to do, you know, you know and yeah. it, it was very hard just to see that I couldn't imagine seeing that every day Absolutely. wishing that I could be doing what I used to do.
0: That happens for a lot of people. They have to find a new profession because it's just too hard to be around what they used to I hope you could find something, but maybe we'll go into that in a little bit. But I, before we do, I I want to start where back then because I know you had this job stuff happen at the same time. You're dealing with this relationship stuff going on, which is a lot at the same time, but this happens to a lot of people when they're paralyzed. Unfortunately, both happen together. It's not fair, but life's not fair, right? I mean, oh, so yeah. Yeah. let's talk about it. I know 80% of relationships post-injury don't seem to work, they say. So say the experts. Was it the same for you mm-hmm. then? So it was it was your wife?
1: Yeah, so I mean I was I was a different person. i and that's the thing is like is, is people will look up, and I even did it too. I look on YouTube and you'll see these people that they don't necessarily describe the struggles or the depression or you know anything like that. So all you see is all these people doing okay and you know and that's what she saw she said well you know all these people are doing good they're moving on with their lives and i was i was pissed off at the world i was very depressed
0: yeah yeah it's not always easy i don't know yeah you can't compare yourself to other people when you're paralyzed newly paralyzed everyone deals with it differently so she wanted yeah. you to be this like rock star happy guy despite, yeah exactly hey you lost your legs you know despite having your arms losing your legs is still half your body I have to remind myself that because I'm a quadriplegic and I'm like, why are so sad? if I had been a paraplegic back when I was hurt, when I was 14, believe me, I still would have been super depressed because I was a cheerleader and losing your legs. Yeah. is hard. You know, it's the perspective thing. And did you try to talk to her about it though? And say, you know, go, Hey, it's um,
1: yeah, I mean, it's just, we never, we didn't get along anymore. Yeah. Um, and you know, and I was, I was really depressed and just not a happy person. Yeah. I didn't, Talked to a lot of people. I just kind of, I just went to work, did what I had to do at work, went home, and that Mm -hmm. was it. I didn't, I hardly talked to any friends or family. It was, it was pretty, pretty dark.
0: Yeah, and so your wife was like, not want to be around you, basically, because you were depressed. Is that what she said, or was it Uh, like that? No.
1: So it, it's kind of crazy. So when I was in the hospital in March she said that I needed to move in with my dad because he could help take care of me
0: okay.
1: because she was taking care of our four little boys and it would be too much. So I agreed. And I said, yeah, I would I'd move in with my dad and you he can help take care of me and I'll still go to work because I had that pressure sort <laughs> and it needed to, the wound needed to be changed every night. And so I agreed to do that. And, um, I want to say two months later, she um, talked me into signing some divorce paperwork. And she said it was just going to be so that if something did happen to me or if medical bills piled up, that she, you know, it would protect our assets. Because I just bought a house two years before then.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And this is common. sometimes you know, people, yeah, they do divorce. That's, I've heard this before. Yeah.
1: So, and I, you know, and we were together for 11 years. So I trusted her and I said, yeah, sure. You know, we'll do this divorce paperwork because I mean, God forbid, something did happen to me. I wouldn't want my family out of the house because of medical bills or, you know, vice versa, anything like that. Yeah. Um, so we hang out on the weekends, do family stuff. Um, about 2 months later on father's day i go and she said the divorce was finalized and it was for real um and i mean i didn't know what to do i was just like you've you know wow. this is this is crazy like you know i didn't and i wasn't looking at all the paperwork i was signing because i just I mean, I got out of the hospital, and I, I really didn't think I was going to, you know, live that long, to tell you the truth. I mean, for all of the health issues I was having, I was like, man, this is, yeah. this is not a good start. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Well, I don't blame you. I know. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> I've laid there, too, and had that thought, but that sepsis in their first year is not cool. No.
1: Yeah. So, and. Yeah. So, I, you know, so then I freaked out and I went and I got copies of the divorce paperwork and noticed that I got left with nothing. <sighs> I got left with one vehicle and all the debt. I mean,
0: oh god.
1: And then I was only able to see the kids every other weekend. Oh no. Um, yeah. So, wow. then incredible. I went and caught a lawyer. And we're trying to get, I mean, still as as of this day, we're still trying to get the court system to reopen up
0: right. the,
1: the case so that I could at least, you know, have a fighting chance of right. getting more time with my kids or, you know.
0: So what do you have right now? What kind of custody did you get granted?
1: Um, I just get them every other weekend.
0: Is that partial, like 50-50 or? No, not even fifty-fifty. Not even fifty-fifty. So I was like, "That's not fifty-fifty. Yeah. That's bullshit." I'm sorry. Yeah. Wow. Oh man. So, have you talked to your boys at all? I mean, about can you? Are they young or?
1: Yeah. So I got an eight-year-old, a six-year-old, a four-year-old, and a three-year-old.
0: Oh yeah, they're pretty young.
1: They're pretty young. Yeah, and the two older ones kind of understand a little bit what's going on. Yeah. Um, but it's it's really hard for all of them.
0: It's so hard. I know it's yeah. crazy. I mean, it will get easier, but it doesn't mean it's easy now. I mean, your boys. So when you see them, are you able, I, I don't even know where to talk to you about this. It's the saddest thing. I'd, I've been through divorce myself, my parents, but my, um, this is just so, so I mean, so with your, are you guys actually divorced right now then?
1: Yeah, no, it was the divorce was finalized. Um, before I even, before she, she made sure it was finalized before she told me it was completely gone through.
0: So, well, you know, I feel personally, I feel like if someone's going to do that, shows our true colors, as much as it's sad that that happened. And I, I know yeah. too, you've been, you talked briefly about how you were depressed and stuff. And I was, I was going to ask you about that a little bit, how you've been managing that, because I know people have they they always offer you to see a therapist and rehab and stuff. And were you open to that? And did you see a therapist? Um yeah. So
1: after the divorce, I went and saw. Well, first I got a free session through work, um over the phone. Oh. And that didn't really go over that great. So then I went and saw a therapist in town. Yeah. And I mean, he helped a little bit, but it's just. Like, I don't think anybody understands exactly what you go through unless you've been through
0: well, that's, that's losing
1: your true. legs and, like, yeah. all your life, you know?
0: I mean, absolutely. That's why my, you want a therapist who's also paralyzed, and they're super rare. Exactly. I know. Yeah. But I've, I've looked for them myself, and they're super hard to find. So what have you done then? I mean, I know you've managed to make it through this past year. So what has helped you manage your depression? Um, so
1: what's helped me is I've, you know – My family's helped me a lot, especially my dad. Okay. Um. And then I, uh, in July, um, I met my girlfriend, and she's helped me through a lot. She's been very amazing.
0: Yeah. That's great. And she,
1: and me and her, um, kind of dated a little bit back in high school.
0: Really.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So Mm -hmm. she um messaged me on Facebook um saying you know I saw that you're going through divorce and then so we hung out on 4th of July and then we've been together ever since so that's helped me out a lot
0: that's cool I you're the second person I've heard of who's paralyzed who's reconnected with someone from high school after they've been injured I don't know I think that's kind of cool how that can kind of happen yeah yeah so that's good and so I don't you don't have to answer this question, but have you do you take antidepressants or anything like that as well? So
1: I didn't take any antidepressants um when I was married, but after the marriage I talked to my doctor and I said, you know, I can't I mean yeah. Most most nights I don't even wanna wake up, you know, mm-hmm. I need something
0: Yeah.
1: You know, to get help me get through this. So he put me on some antidepressants and I was on those for a while and then my girlfriend was telling me she's like you know you're so one second you'll be super happy and then another second you'll just be completely down and I noticed that it was just yeah. it was just so up and down so I just weaned myself off of a lot of it so that now I'm barely on any antidepressants and I'm yeah. doing,
0: doing a doing whole okay. lot better yeah that's good that's good sometimes being natural I think is good yeah. It is, I agree. Well, man, I'm glad that you found some, a little bit of happiness with your girlfriend this summer. I, It's so tough. I don't know if you heard that the first two years of a spinal cord injury are like health and then it gets better after two years. Have you heard this before? Yeah, I hear it all the time. It's true, I can guarantee you this as much as it sucks right now. I mean, I can just tell you that's gonna happen. I hope that it does get better. Okay, we're gonna to go to the next questions. <laughs> okay, um, okay, so okay, so you know, where do you live now? Are you, do you still own that house and stuff, or what's your what's your financially that kind of situation?
1: Um, so mm-hmm. my name is still under the house, but the way she did it is, and that's what we're kind of going back to court for is okay. Is that she, you know, she claimed the house, but my name is still under the loan, so we're trying to figure out that yeah. situation. All right um but i was living with my dad for a while and yeah um we lived i owned a house um a place out in red Rockets, a little ways yeah. out cool out uh past uh tucson mm-hmm. and it's kind of out in the middle of nowhere and um so and behold my girlfriend lives like seven houses down from my old house. (laughs)
0: Weird. That's
1: weird. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. It's very weird. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I was going to her house every night and she finally said, why don't you just move in? Like, you know, it's, you know, it's going to be okay. And we just, we'll just, you know, take it day by day. So we've been living together and it's been, it's been great. And you know, one thing I want to say is, I spent so much money making my house wheelchair accessible and you really don't need to do that.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: You, I mean, the only thing we really did to the house was, you know, set up a a portable shower chair in the, in the shower.
0: Right.
1: I mean, I don't have any ramps or anything to go in and out of the house or. Really?
0: How do you do it in our house? You're, you're strong, right? You bump yourself up. Yeah. So I, okay.
1: Um, (laughs) I'm pretty good at riding wheelies, so okay. <laughs> I would just ride a wheelie and get my front casters because um, the step up is like about eight or nine inches.
0: Well, they're not very big. You're right. I've seen some guys pop themselves up. So that's Yeah, weird. so
1: then I would just get my front casters up, and then I would just grab on the door frame and just pull myself the rest of the way up. Okay. And then when I would leave the house, I would just ride a wheelie and just jump out of the house.
0: That's, like a, I mean, that's, like a, that's a good tip. I've seen that tip shown on YouTube by other paraplegics. It's actually a really good tip. You don't need to buy a big ramp if you can figure it out, right?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And same with the kitchen.
1: Yeah, the kitchen too. We didn't have to do anything really with the kitchen. I mean, she leaves um, like plates and cups on a lower, you know, and I have my own little like um, cabinet that just has a couple of plates and, and cups that I just, so I don't have to reach and try and grab stuff or break stuff.
0: This is crazy. Okay, so I know when you are you're doing these accessibility things. A lot of people are told by their rehab specialists they have to make everything perfectly accessible, but this is a good tip. And you don't really have to, right? You go home and you figure it out on your own.
1: You figure stuff out. I mean, and that's just uh, being so. Before I was paralyzed, I was always in a rush. I didn't have any patience. I was always having to do something. I was always outside doing yard work or working on stuff. Yeah. And I think that's what kind of helped me out at the girlfriend's house is like, Hey, you know what? I figure this out. I don't need special stuff.
0: No, you don't. No. You know,
1: And so, yeah, gee, I just figured it out and it's, it's worked.
0: It helps. Doesn't it? I think leaving the rehab facility and all those people telling you how everything has to be, then you go home and just figure it out. And I think you're a lot happier when you do. At least I know. Oh yeah. At least yeah. I'm going to take my glasses off. At least that's how I feel. Um, so, okay, I want to ask you a few more questions, and then we'll be done, okay? Uh-huh. So, okay, so now that you're kind of moving on in your life and stuff, where are you working right now? Um, So,
1: I'm on week two of my new job. What? Um, okay. Yeah, so I'm working at a place um, called Jim Click Ford. Okay. And I'm like a dispatcher. I do some computer work, handout. Jobs to technicians and and do warranty claims and stuff like that. All right.
0: Well, that's um, super cool. You got so you do like it?
1: Yeah, I like it. Okay. Um, I was out of a job for like three months. I had like <laughs> eight to ten interviews.
0: Oh my god, really? And they yeah. they see the wheelchair and they don't call you exactly. back exactly. And that's yeah
1: they is. don't call you back because I mean I have like so many certifications i don't know if you're familiar with ac certifications but i'm ac master certified in light duty vehicles and heavy duty vehicles yeah i know that. and i was also certified in ambulance and fire trucks yeah cool and i also had my cdl and i was also a good welder so i mean there's so much i could teach people and being a supervisor background when i lost my job i was like man this isn't gonna be hard to find another job
0: and it was though
1: it was extremely hard yeah and it's it's sad because they would see your resume and they'd call you they can't wait for you to come in right and then they see you're in a wheelchair and i would make sure i'd read the doc like the job description and make sure there wasn't no lifting or standing or and none of that would be posted and you go in and you know and i would have to tell them like listen i could do." what you're saying you know i i'm just in a wheelchair like i'm not you know it's all mostly computer work and i can exactly. still teach people things
0: mm, and yeah. Mm. yeah
1: they would just steer clear and then i would even they'd even repost the positions online Are and then kidding? they would put in there they would put in there you know need to yeah. stand for 12 hours you need Ooh. to be able to climb a ladder and it's like really you know
0: that's so annoying, so, and this happens all the time. This is why people have to hire lawyers to get, get anywhere in life as a person with disability, unfortunately. So you finally found an employer, though, that was open-minded and didn't care, right?
1: Yeah, and he has an, a couple of employees that are um, handicap accessible.
0: That's awesome. Okay, well, yeah. I know you, I don't want to ask for your work, but I want to say bravo to that employer because he rocks, yeah. whoever that person is. Thank you. I mean, thanks to that employer because a lot of people with spinal cord injuries – do get employed and they have jobs. I've interviewed tons of people this year and you can get jobs as possible. So it's great that you can work. Okay. So, what's your goals now? Now that you've got a job and your girlfriend and now you're fighting some legal battles, of course, you want to win those, of course. Yeah. Do you want, do you want to have your sons have like 50 50 custody and that kind of thing at some point?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I guess my goals now are is to, you know, get done with the divorce, you know, the rest of the divorce and all my yeah. legal stuff. And yeah, I guess rebuild. I mean, that's the only thing I could really do.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and just be able to get out and just have fun and just try to, you know, learn this new life that has been given to me. That's, I mean, that's the only choice I got.
0: That's basically the truth of it. When you're paralyzed, there's yeah. nothing, even the richest man in the world can't heal his son. There's a guy in India with a paralyzed son and he's like super rich. And it's like, if they can't, you know, so you have to kind of live this life. I've been this paralyzed for way too long. (laughs) And it's still, it's still, it's still hard. I'm not going to ever say it's going to be easy even 20 years from now, but there's a lot of things that are still awesome about making, like getting up every day. I love life. I love it so much. So I, maybe you can find some new passion in life. I know a lot of paraplegics do like crazy stuff like climb mountains and stuff. I'm like, what the hell are they climbing mountains for? Oh, but yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. I don't know what's up out there. People always want adrenaline rushes. That's one thing, too, is since people aren't walking, they need that adrenaline rush. And I go down. Yeah. Super fun. But, anyways. Yeah. I mean,
1: I still do. I still find things to do. I like um, a couple months ago, I took my kids out dove hunting for the first time. Oh, how did it go? Wheelchair. Yeah. And it went great. Yeah. Okay. We had a blast. Um, then I took them out shooting and nice I mean there's just there's still stuff to do it's just
0: I know it's harder different. it's so yeah. different. and it's harder and I know no one said it's harder but I'll tell you yeah it's harder but you yeah. know we're all I think every person with the spinal cord injury is a certifiable badass we're all super tough people to deal with this every day so I want to thank you again for being on and I guess that's about it. Um, good luck okay. to you and your girlfriend. And I hope that you guys have you. all the happiness in the world in the next years. And yeah, thank you so much, Brandon. And you know what? Maybe I'll talk to you in the next year. Or so we'll see how you're doing. All right. Sounds good. All right. Have a good night.
1: All right. You too. Thank yeah. you. Bye.